started. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy, woo, I almost said Thursday. Happy Wednesday, everybody. (laughs) I'm ready for the week to be over. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you're wondering who's this crazy lady on the internet, who's the person whose voice I'm hearing, I guess, I'm Natalie Pierce. I'm the host of the show, and I am owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself, people who want to be entrepreneurs, creatives who want to make money from their creations. I help you get your business paperwork together. Things like yes and say 39 hump day. Things like registering your business with the state, getting EIN numbers and DUNS numbers, making sure you have appropriate contracts, hiring employees properly, brand protection through trademarks, copyrights, and patents. I help you do all of that stuff. Why am I qualified to help you? I'm so glad that you asked. I am a licensed attorney, have been one for 14 years in accounting. I have started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I have had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. Excuse me. And most important, I have, I am very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everybody as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but so many of you have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to make it in business, there's just some things that you need to know. No way around it. Uh, if you would like to see how we can work together, how I can help you get your business more organized, set up a solid foundation for your business, or if you just don't know the very first steps to even getting your business in order, Book a free 15-minute consultation using the link in my bio, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. At that link, you can also download my free business launch cheat sheet that will help you start your dream business in seven days or less. Again, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. And uh, again, logos 101. A lot of you guys, if you're first starting out in business, you know, people, they want a logo, they want to trademark it, but you have to be very intentional about your logo and how you brand your company. So I, myself and Martin Mango of Seedbox Digital, we are doing a video series on logos, um, the seven different types of logos, how to brand yourself properly, how to choose your colors, how to choose the right font. And that is for pre-order right now for just $29 at Linktree forward slash MPL Consulting Firm. And you can also join us live Mondays at 8 o'clock for Logos 101. All right? Enough about me. Let's get on to the show. The way that the show works is I pull stories from the news or stories that you guys have suggested that have a business um, that have a business concept that we can pull from it and learn from, and we discuss it. I don't just talk to you; we discuss it together. So I'm going to ask you questions. I'm going to ask you to put some emojis in the boxes if you have comments, if you have questions. Don't be afraid to drop them in the box, and I will answer them to the best of my ability. All right. So if we are ready to get started, let me see a couple of readies in the comments, all right? I want to make sure that everybody's on their toes, make sure your buttons are working. So let me see some readies in the comments. Toby, really? For those of you who are new, I have a co-host. Thank you, MJ Jackson. I have a co-host who hops in and out um, from time to time. He is my my son, my dog, Toby. <laughs> so if you hear like jang- chains jangling, that's his uh, collar, okay? Forever Key is ready. Kenya is ready. MJ Jackson is ready. All right. So we are finishing up a couple of stories from yesterday, all right? So yesterday... Um, I had a story about Rolex. How many of y'all have heard of Rolex? If you have heard of Rolex, 
give me an R in the comments. If you have a Rolex and you don't want it, send it to me. <laughs> but if you know what a Rolex is, give me an R in the comments, okay? And while you do that, I'm going to um, tell you why we're talking about Rolex today. So a while ago, I told you guys, um, I talked to you guys about a story. There is a company called La Californienne. And what they do, thank you for all the R's, they um, take Rolex watches and they change out the bands. Um, not only do they change out the bands and they make them very colorful, they also switch out some of the crystals and the dials. Now, these are genuine Rolexes that they purchase. And they, you know, gussy up and make their own. Um, Rolex has filed a trademark infringement, thank you MJ, a trademark infringement suit against La Californienne saying that they are selling fake Rolexes. Now, you may be asking yourself, how are these fake Rolexes if La Californienne is actually buying the Rolexes and they're genuine. Well, Rolex has a different definition of fake than the typical than the typical um, producer. For Rolex, if you alter anything in a Rolex watch, the dials, the crystals, any of the internal working parts, any of the outside parts, for them, it is no longer a Rolex. It is no longer a genuine item. It is not subject to any of their warranties. So, they're coming after La Californienne and they're saying, hey, you're selling fake Rolexes because you're changing stuff out of these Rolexes, okay? Um, so that was the, so that was the suit. Hi, Casey Houston, mom. Hi, Reset. Reset Wellness, how you doing? I haven't seen you in a minute. Um, so Rolex, you know, they filed this trademark infringement and counterfeit suit against La Californienne, but La, La Californienne is saying, hey, this is fair use. Um, we are not claiming that we are selling, you know, yes, Busy B. Black Californian is saying, look, we're not selling fake Rolexes, okay? We're just using the, we're just putting Rolex on it. The name Rolex is on it because it is a, it is a Rolex item that we bought. If you guys remember the cases that we talked about for um, that company Scentwish, where they were being sued by, I want to say Chanel or another perfume maker. The, the, the perfume maker was basically saying that because Scentwish was rebottling the perfumes, it was no longer a genuine Chanel or whatever brand it was um, perfume, and it was a fake, and they were selling fake perfume. This is kind of the same argument that Rolex is making. They're like, you're, cha you're changing up stuff in our watch. There is a very particular way that we set up our watches. There's a very particular way in which they're built. So if you change that, you're selling a fake Rolex. La Californian is using what is called the nominative, nominative fair use argument. They're saying we're not out here trying to pretend like we're selling genuine, you know, full-fledged Rolexes. We are saying that these are Rolex watches only so that people can identify the product. We are in no way saying that we are um, affiliated with Rolex. We are not saying that we are endorsed by Rolex. We're just letting you know that this is a Rolex watch that we fixed up as opposed to, I don't know, give me a, give me like a lower tier watch brand because I don't know watches. Um, so I want to ask you guys as an audience, do you think that Rolex is doing too much or do you, um, do you think that they are kind of like just 
nitpicking at La Californian because La Californian is not saying, they're not saying that they're a genuine Rolex distributor. All they're saying is, hey, we bought some old Rolexes, we changed out the bands and some stuff in them. Do you want to buy it, right? AP Jackson said a lower tier watch is Timex. So La Californian is just like, we want to let people know it's not like we're selling you a Timex watch. This what this was a genuine Rolex watch that we bought, but we fixed it up. We are not affiliated with Rolex. So, do you think that this is a fair use of the Rolex name? Should Californian be able to say, "Hey, these are Rolexes we fi- fixed up," or should they have to totally remove Rolex from the watch? Is Rolex doing too much, or are they right in defending this aspect of their business? What do you guys think about that? Because think about all, like, I always think all the time of that story that we did about Cash Doll, where she had that Louis Vuitton, um, uh, what you call that? Gun, gunproof vest? Gunproof vest with, like, the, a musket and a face mask. Now, these were genuine Louis Vuitton materials, but they were altered, right? And we talked about how there is a, there is a fair use. If you buy the genuine parts and you rework them, as long as you say it's altered, you're kind of okay. But Rolex is like, we, we don't even want you saying it's altered. This is not a Rolex, period. That's what Rolex is arguing. And La Californian is saying, look, it is a Rolex. It's just a Rolex that we did something different to it. So what do you guys think about that? Okay. And if, you know, if you need some time to mull over that story, that's fine, because we have plenty of stories to go over tonight, all right? Um, next story that we are talking about um, is, again, it's also a uh, follow-up story. Do I have anybody here who is a fan of New York Fashion Week or anybody who's into fashion, watches the fashion shows? Everybody know what New York Fashion Week is? If you know what New York Fashion Week is, Type NYFW in the comments. If you know what New York Fashion Week is, type NYFW in the comments. And I gotta go back to my notes because I have to refresh both yourselves and myself about the facts of this story. Okay? All right. Okay. Thank you, Kenya, for New York Fashion Week. I thought my my screen was stuck for a second. All right, okay. So a while ago, I want to say probably back in September-ish, maybe, um, we talked about IMG Worldwide and the Council of Fashion Designers of America suing a company named Fashion Week, Inc. Um, now, IMG Worldwide and Council of Fashion Designers, they've been hosting New York Fashion Week since 2001. Fashion Week, Inc. has been in existence for about six years. Um, and they, initially, they uh, set themselves up as an online ticket agency service. So if you wanted tickets to a show, um, you know, this is what Fashion Week, Inc. did. However, um, Fashion Week, Inc. decided to go and start filing trademarks for New York Fashion Week, and they started, yes, this one is back, and they started um, uh, coordinating their own fashion shows, right? Um, Now, to, to their credit, they filed trademark applications, and they actually got them. They got trademarks 
for New York Fashion Week in 2013. So they do have an official trademark for it, but it was only for online ticket agency services. But now, um, Fashion Fashion Week Inc. is now is now coordinating and organizing their own fashion shows, and the people who run New York Fashion Week are not happy about it. Okay, now. New York Fashion Week themselves, the people from IMG and the CFDA, they do have trademarks for New York Fashion Week, but it is for sports, talent management, and other events, right? Um, on top of that, they used to call the New York Fashion Week show uh, the Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week, and they were calling it that, apparently, or or, um, or at least Fashion Week Inc. says they were calling it that up until 2015, Fashion Week Inc., um, they, they're basically firing back at IMG who has filed a trademark infringement suit against them. And they're saying that IMG is the one who is in the wrong. They stopped using New York Fashion Week about 10 years ago. And, um, when Fashion Week Inc. started using New York Fashion Week, IMG had, was not, had not used it in about 10 years, Right. Um, they said, Fashion Week Inc. said, we've been using New York Fashion Week and NYFW from 2013 to December 2019 without a problem. And th- their other argument is that New York Fashion Week is a generic term that does not deserve trademark protection. Um, and, and they are claiming that IMG Worldwide and the CFDA, they're the ones infringing because Fashion Week has their trademarks. However, remember, when you have a trademark, you trademark it in a specific category, right? Fashion Week, Inc. trademarked New York Fashion Week and NYFW for online ticket sales. They did not get the trademark for events. Hi, Edwards Keenan, or Keenan Edwards. Um, They did not trademark it to actually coordinate events. They only trademarked it to be an online ticket agency, right? And now New York Fashion Week, which is the, or the people who organize New York Fashion Week, who put on the actual shows, they're saying, hey, you're encroaching on our territory. We've been putting this show on for years, and now you're trying to put on your own fashion shows and use the term New York Fashion Week. So I bring this to you as an impartial audience. Do you think New York Fashion Week is a generic term, or do you have, do you associate New York Fashion Week with a specific Um, with a specific company or a specific lane, let me know. Is, does Fashion Week Inc. have an argument here? Is New York Fashion Week a generic term? Even though Fashion Week Inc. has a trademark on it. Because their arguments are, one, it's generic. Two, we, we've been, we were, we started using it way after you stopped using it. And, um... We've been using it for six years without a problem. So what do you guys think? I personally think that Fashion Week Inc. is trying to take advantage of the popularity of New York Fashion Week. When I think New York Fashion Week, I think all of those high-end designers, Balenciaga, Marc Jacobs, uh, you know, whoever else. I'm not a big fashion girl, but I know the big names, right? Now, I don't know who Fashion Week Inc. is going to be able to get for their show. However, I doubt that they're going to be able to get, you know, a Versace or, you know, a um, 
I don't know, whoever else to walk in these shows. So is, is there a possibility for confusion here? Do we associate New York Fashion Week with a single entity or is it something that we think has become generic? Because there are fashion weeks all over the place. You've got Paris Fashion Week, Milan Fashion Week. Is New York Fashion Week too generic? That is my question to you as an audience. Mm-hmm. What y'all think? Y'all so quiet today. Okay. But yeah, those were the two stories that we had from yesterday that I wanted to catch up on. So Movo's over. Let me know what you think about Rolex and their, um, you know, the, uh, their, their claim that La California is selling fake Rolexes because they're changing out parts. And let me know what, what do you think? Do you think, um, less, less CJ agrees with me. She thinks that, um, fashion week is overreaching. I think so too. Hi, Alva Scott. I think Fashion Week, they've only been in business six years. I've heard of New York Fashion Week for years and I don't, like, granted, I'm not going to say I associate it with one brand, but I know that I associate it with high-end fashion in New York, right? So you, young upstart, while, you know, I applaud you on getting these trademarks in your industry, now you're encroaching on someone else's industry. So you can't just take those marks and try to use them in someone else's um, industry. It would be like, okay, let's take something. Okay, let's say we have Apple Technologies and then let's say we have Apple hair products, right? And we both have trademarks. I have a trademark for Apple in tech, with the Apple, and I have a trademark for Apple for hair bundles. If I decide to start making phones... If I'm the hair bundle person and I just start decide to start making phones, I can't go and call them Apple phones because I don't I'm not in that I'm not in that industry, right? So this is kind of the argument that New York Fashion Week is making. You're encroaching on our industry. You said you do online ticket sales. Stay in your lane. You can't go coordinating shows like we do. That is um IMG and CFDA's argument against Fashion Week. Inc. So what do you guys think about that? Or is New York Fashion Week just too generic? Um, but yes, we are going to move on to our next stories, okay? Um, now we move on to the news stories that we have just for today. Um, want to remind you guys, pick up the Logos 101 video series. It is available for pre-order right now. If you want to know the seven types of logos, how to use them properly, how to choose the appropriate colors for your logo, how to position yourself branding-wise, how to picking the right font. All those things are important when choosing a logo. You're going to want to pre-order this video series, okay? We've gone through the first two episodes. We've got at least three left. So uh, after the series is over, it, um, it will be $79. So you're going to want to pick it up, all right? All right. Next story we are talking about. Do we have any football fans in the house? If you like football, give me a football emoji. I need to see a football emoji. I need to see a football emoji. <laughs> I'm being silly, y'all. Um, uh, and uh, this is a case of the Dallas Cowboys versus the San Francisco 49ers. So if we have any Cowboy fans... In the house, raise your hand. And if we have any 49er fans in the house, uh, raise your hand. 
and you know let me know which one you are okay sincere 39 is a football fan i think you are an eagles fan if i'm not mistaken sincere i think um but yes let's move on to the uh to our story so there is um a defensive end on the oh the cowboys okay sorry about that okay so this is right up your alley so you do you know who demarcus lawrence is sincere 39 um i'm sure you do if you're a cowboys fan but for those who don't demarcus lawrence he is a defensive end for the dallas cowboys and apparently the dallas cowboys have been using this phrase for themselves um hot boys and boys is spelled with a z um it's you he uses it for you know who he is and have you heard demarcus lawrence using the phrase hot boys to refer to him and his teammates since year 39 um because uh apparently demarcus lawrence is very upset that someone from the 49ers uh, a linebacker by the name of Quan alexander is trying to trademark trademark hot boys with two z's and hot boys with two z's university um so demarcus lawrence he uh is calling this trademark application and quan alexander he's calling him an imposter when he found out that quan alexander is filing a trademark for hot boys and hot boys university he replied with a gif of an application being denied with a stamp um he also told uh um commented on twitter that they need to lawyer up hi nessie time um now as well uh, aside from demarcus lawrence two of his teammates jaylon smith and antoine woods are also backing demarcus up with this hot boys thing he made a comment hi mason 1959 hi tanya blingologist he um he made a comment um, on his Twitter. He said, it doesn't matter how many boys, how many Zs you put on it, it's still my phrase. Because remember, he was referring to him and his teammates as hot boys with one Z. Quan Alexander is trying to trademark hot boys with two Zs. Um, now, to top it all off, Demarcus Lawrence and his teammates, they have jewelry and merchandise that says hot boys on it now there is not an official trademark filed but there is evidence of use you had to call us well oh we're talking about your cowboys girl um somebody's trying to steal your cowboys um phrase uh if you know the, the defensive end demarcus lawrence he is accusing uh a san francisco 49er by the name of Quan alexander of being an imposter because he is trying to file a trademark for the term hot boys and hot boys university and apparently demarcus uses that phrase to refer to himself and some of his teammates and they even have you know uh, merchandise and jewelry so i want to know from you guys you football fans do you think that um do you think that demarcus has a case here because um it doesn't say that he's filed the application but he's planning on fighting it now he does have jewelry he does have merch quan alexander yes he's added a second z to it but it's still hot boys who do you think is right in this situation no you don't think so okay all right um i think that 
I feel like Hot Boys is dicey. Just in general. I feel like Hot Boys... I've been hearing Hot Boys since the 90s. When I think Hot Boys, I think Cash Money Records. I think Baby. I think Manny Fresh. Um, since the 39 said, of course he does. Um, you know, and granted, this is being trademarked in the realm of sports, but... Again, I'm not a person, I'm not a big um, follower of the of the Dallas Cowboys or the 49ers. So I don't know how prevalent the Hot Boys is. Like, do you, Sincere 39 and Tanya, as Dallas Cowboys fans, do when you hear Hot Boys, do you think of Demarcus Lawrence? Do you think of the Dallas Cowboys? Let me know. Oh, hi, Raphaelio. I want to go to Brazil one day. <laughs> yes. Um, so let me know what y'all let, let me let me know what y'all think about that. I think you don't. Okay, you don't. It does like you don't immediately. Okay, and that's fair. I feel like Hot Boys might be kind of generic, and I wouldn't be surprised. Um, well, the spelling might be a little different. I, I'm going to keep an eye on this. I, I, I'm very interested to see what the USPTO has to say about this Hot Boys and Hot Boys University filing. I actually, I need to do some digging around on the um, test website. By the way, for those of you that don't know, if you ever want to know if something is already trademarked, you can go to the United States Patent and Trademark Office website and use their TESS, their test search tool to look up trademarks that are registered, okay? So that is just a little tip for you out there. Um, but yeah, so good luck to Demarcus Lawrence. I hope him and Quan Alexander, uh, you know, work this out. All right. Now, we are moving on to another story. Do I have any beer lovers in the room? If you like beer... Ooh, I don't know if we're going to finish today. If you like beer, give me a beer emoji. Give me a beer emoji. So, um, I posted a picture in my stories today of two different cans of beer. Both of them said Deer Park, and I asked you guys if they were too close for comfort. And uh, the last time I checked, 78% of you said it was too close for comfort. Um, well... I'm going to explain what kind in just a moment. So there is a company called Buck Bates LLC. They are located in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and they have a trademark on the phrase deer camp. They got it in 2015 and they got it um, in the category of coffee related products, including coffee infused beer. Hi, Ashley, Nicole. How you doing, boo? Um, Okay. So they got the trademark for Deer Park for coffee-infused beer, and they got the website domain www.deercampbeer in 2015. Here's the problem. There is another brewery called Bell's Brewery. Um, They recently, in the last couple of years, started um, making their own Deer Park beer, right? And it was, and it is also coffee infused beer. So Buck Bates, as they should have, they sent a cease and desist 
to Bell's Brewery. Um, they actually sent two of them. Um, and Bell's Brewery said no, both on the phone and by letter. And not only did they say, no, we're not going to stop using Deer Camp for our coffee-infused beer, the owner said that he would make it difficult for Buck Bates LLC to expand and would sue them back for uh, trademark infringement, okay? Here's the problem. Um, Bell's Brewery, the, the, the later Deer Park coffee-infused beer, they already applied two times for Deer Park coffee-infused beer, and they were denied by the USPTO because of confusion. And despite being denied by the USPTO, being denied this trademark, they still went ahead and made this beer. They started selling insulated can holders, stickers, signs, lip balm, tap handles, and more. Um, not only that, they, the way that they designed their Deer Park coffee-infused beer was very similar to the way that Buck Bates did it. They used an orange color scheme, and they used all capital letters. And they targeted the same groups, like outdoorsy types, you know? That's who the beer was targeting. Um, funny story is that this company, Bell's Brewery, who was stealing Deer Park from Buck Bates, they sued another company um, for trademark infringement and lost because that company was trying to use inspired brewing and they took issue with that because I guess it was a line of beer that they stole. So I think it's very funny that this company that sued another company for trademark infringement is now infringing on another company and refusing to stop. Because if you look at the picture in my stories, both of the, both companies' beers, now they're both coffee-infused beers, both of them use an orange color scheme, both of them use capital letters. Do you think, as a consumer, that that could cause confusion if I see Deer Park coffee-infused beer and Deer Park coffee-infused beer in the same store? Let me know what you think. So, Buck Bates LLC is coming after Bell's Brewery for their Deer Park, and I want to know from you guys, do you think that they are justified? What do you think? Do, 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 do. Nessie Time thinks that they're justified, and I agree with you. I think they're totally justified. They've had this trademark since 2015. Uh, Bell's Brewery has only been using it, thank you, Sincere39, he agrees as well, Bell's Brewery has only been using it for about a year or so, and on top of that, you were already denied the trademark, so how are you going to refuse to stop using a mark that the USPTO itself has told you, hey, you can't have this because it belongs to someone else, and it's going to cause confusion in the marketplace, that is why you can't use the same trademarks in the same category in the same industry, the whole point of trademarks is to distinguish yourself in the marketplace. You don't want to blend in. Your trademark is, is meant to identify who makes this product. So you can't have two Deer Camp coffee-infused beers out here, okay? All right, so good luck to Buck Bates. I hope that, you know, they get justice and Bell's Brewery is put in their place. Um, all right. We have one, two, 
Okay. I'm going to have to leave these left. No, we're just going to go through it. Whatever. I just want to get through it. Okay. Um, we have another football story. Does anybody know who Lamar Jackson is? If you know who Lamar Jackson is and what team he plays for, write what team he plays for in the comments. I will, um, and I'll wait for that. In the meantime, I'm going to tell you what happened. So Lamar Jackson, he is a quarterback for a team that I'm waiting for you guys to tell me about. He has filed a trademark for three trademarks, um, for, for three phrases. He has filed a trademark. Oh, you know who Lamar Jackson is? Awesome. Um, oh no, that's for something else. Sorry, Sincere39. My brain is like all over the place. So Lamar Jackson. Okay, Sincere39 said, of course, Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson, he is a quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. And, uh, we actually talked about the Baltimore Ravens not too long ago because, um, some, one of the players on the team had been using this phrase, big trust. And he was, um, he was going to trademark it. And then this guy from Las Vegas beat him out, beat him to the punch and said that he wants to work with the Ravens. And the Ravens are like, girl, please. Um, thank you, AP Jackson for that Ravens. Yes. Um, well, Lamar Jackson is not letting this Las Vegas guy deter him. He has just filed three trademarks. He has filed a trademark for the word trust, T-R-U-Z-Z. He has also filed a trademark for the phrase, um, not bad for a running back. And he has also filed a trademark for, you are going to get a bowl out of me, believe that. So these, now remember, we've got this Vegas guy who's been, who's trying to trademark big trust. So Lamar Jackson basically said, you can keep big trust. I'm going to trademark these other three phrases, trust. Not bad for a running back, and you're going to get a bowl out of me. Believe that. So he has filed all three of these um, in the category of clothing lines. So if you are a Ravens fan, and if you are specifically a Lamar Jackson fan, look out for some merch coming out with Truz, or not bad for a running back, or you're going to get a bowl out of me. Believe that. And that is how you capitalize on your phrases. Whenever you got something of popularity, if you think you can make money off it, you need to protect it, okay? All right. Oh, and apparently he he, he led the, the Ravens in a 14-win season. So congratulations to Lamar. All right. Um Okay. Uh and this is a quick story. Um if we have any wrestling fans here, does anybody know who Jim Cornette is? <laughs> this is a funny story. Um, so there's a guy, Jim Cornette. Hi, my tummy treasures. There's a guy named Jim Cornette, and he's affiliated with wrestling somehow. I'm not sure how the um, the article didn't say. But he has a podcast as well, I guess, where he commentates on wrestling, right? Um, and apparently he's a controversial figure because there is a t-shirt store called Indie Connection. They sell wrestling merch. They are selling shirts that say, um, fuck Jim Cornette. Um, now, they have also filed a trademark for the phrase, fuck Jim Cornette. 
Now, remember, we have talked about trademarking obscene words, and the Supreme Court has said just because a word is offensive, just because a phrase is offensive, does not mean that it is that it does not have the ability to be trademarked, right? So this t-shirt company goes to the USPTO and says, hey, we want to sell fuck Jim Cornette's shirts and we would like to trademark the phrase. They have been opposed by Jim Cornette himself and the USPTO upheld his opposition. And I'm going to tell you why. For three reasons. One, um, well, not three reasons, but um, three backup reasons to this, to this one reason. The USPTO denied... Um, Indie Connections trademark for fuck Jim Cornette because they said the phrase is too common. Apparently, Jim Cornette is not liked out here in these streets. There are several threads on Twitter and on forums where people are using the phrase fuck Jim Cornette. It is a hashtag on um, on social media sites. There are third parties um, selling fuck Jim Cornette shirts on their websites. And Cornette's own online store is selling Fuck Jim Cornette shirts. So, Fuck Jim Cornette is off the market. (laughs) I just thought this was a hilarious story because I have no idea who this guy is and people are trying to capitalize on the fact that people hate him, including himself. Um, But yes, so if you see any Fuck Jim Cornette shirts, um, (laughs) let me, take a picture of it and tag me in it, okay? Um, yes. Now on to our, uh, key story of the night that I wanted to talk to you guys about. As you can, um, before we get into that, want to remind you, if you need help getting your business foundation together and you don't know how to start, I encourage you to set up a free 15 minute consultation with me using the link in my bio, linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm. At that link, you can also download my free business launch cheat sheet that will help you um, get your dream business off the ground in seven days or less. All right. Okay. Now on to our final story. Um, the title of today's show is called Keep our name off of your corn dogs. And this is a follow-up to a story that we did some time ago. Um, if we have any people from Texas in the house, please give me a Texas in the comments, okay? So I'm going to give you the background to this story. So there are, in Texas, there is the Texas State Fair, and there are, there is a brand of corn dogs that is very popular there. It's called the, they're called Fletcher Original State Fair Corny Dogs. And they actually have a trademark, um, for their corn, their corn dogs, right? They're a staple at the Texas State Fair. Kenya's from Texas. Kenya, have you ever had a Fletcher's, um, corny dog? Have you ever had a Fletcher's corny dog, Kenya? Um, so yeah, so Fletcher corny dog, they have a trademark for corny dogs. You know, everybody, I guess, looks forward to it at the Texas state fair, all this stuff. Here's the problem. It's a family owned business, but the family is big and two members of this Fletcher family, some cousins, they decided, Hey, we want to open up our own store. They called it Fletch and they sold, um, they sold food at Cowboys games. Um, since the other nights at Texas, you never had one, Kenya. Okay. So they were selling food at Cowboys games and at the AT&T 
Stadium. They sold corn dogs, but they mostly focused on funnel cakes. So while corn dogs were an option for this new business, Fletch, they weren't advertising their corn dogs. They were advertising their funnel cakes, but you could get corn dogs, hot dogs. Um, what else did they say in here? Uh, you could get corn dogs, hot dogs, sausage, and cheese and stuff, right? Um, so the big part of the Fletcher family, they were like, hey, we understand that you're a fam and all, but you can't open a business across town and name it after our family in a competing business. And, uh, the, the, these cousins, they said, well, we're not changing the name. So the, the bigger part of the family, they filed suit against them and they have actually won, um, the Texas, the, the court in Texas, they said that, uh, these cousins who named their funnel cake business Fletch, they said that they can't use Fletcher's, Fletch, Eat Fletch, two words, or Eat Fletch, one word. Um, so now, um, this mother, they, they were a mother-daughter duo, they now have to change their business name, and they are seeking input from the community. Ladies and gentlemen, when you pick someone else's name to use on your mark, there is a possibility that you could lose access to it. It's better to stay clear out of using other people's names so you don't have to go and rebrand. Who knows how long they've, they've been doing this business, this mother and daughter I don't know how well their business was doing, but now you have to go, you have to rename your business. You have to change all your marketing materials. Like that's a lot of money. We have talked about several stories on here where people have had to spend thousands and thousands of dollars to rebrand their businesses because they did not do due diligence and used someone else's name or waited too long to trademark. And now someone else has the name and you no longer have a right to it. So doing your research, making sure that your I's are dotted and your T's are crossed are very important because you don't want to be one, two, three years in your business, you're building up momentum, and then someone says, hey, that's my name, that's my concept, you can't use it, and you have to go and spend all this money that you might have used to expand and use it to totally revamp your business, okay? So this story is just a cautionary tale, don't go out here using other people's names, all right? So, uh... All right, I'm going to do three minutes of Q&A. If we have any questions about the, the stories that we talked about today, the Rolexes, whether they're fake or not, New York Fashion Week, Demarcus Lawrence and Hot Boys, um, the Deer Park coffee-infused beer. I, why would I want to drink coffee-infused beer? I don't even like beer. Um, Lamar Jackson and his trademarks. Hi, Coco Rhymes. Jim Cornette and his apparent ubiquitous hatred across the interwebs, um, or Fletcher Corndogs. We've had all these stories today. So if you have any questions about them, now is the time to ask. Also, if you have questions about the Logos 101 series that I am doing with Martine Mango of Seedbox Digital, now is the time to ask. Um, we've covered the first four types of Logos, we covered letter marks, word marks, picture marks, and abstract marks. There are three more that we're going to be covering, as well as um, color psychology, how to choose your colors, how to choose your font, um, you know, why you need a black and white logo. Like, there's a lot of stuff that goes into your logo. So, this is a series that you're really going to want to um, take part in. Hi, TB Moore. 
And if you don't, if you can't join us live on Mondays, you can pre-order the entire series for just $29 right now using the link in my bio, linktree forward slash MTL consulting firm. All right. So we have like one more minute. Um, also want to remind you, it's the beginning of the year. This is when we we're trying to put a lot of plans into place. If you have a business that you are trying to get off the ground, my business starter, my business starter basics, um, video training is on sale for $19 for the month of January. So you've got a few more days. If you want, um, you know, kind of a, a, a step-by-step breakdown of what you have to do to get that business off the ground and make it legit and you want it in easy to understand simple terms, my video series, which is only $19 and it comes with three of my eBooks, is perfect for you and it's the perfect investment to make sure that you are setting up your business in the right way okay so that is what i'm going to leave you with tonight uh we will be back tomorrow with the last of our stories for the week remember you can always submit stories to me um you can dm me email me however you want to reach me um i am gonna go do some yoga and relax. Make sure that you guys take care of yourself. Get plenty of sleep. Drink your water. Um, get some rest. And I will see y'all tomorrow. Bye.